Okay, hi guys, good evening. <laughs> it's insane. It is. Welcome to, I guess, True Crime MC. Yep. First ever episode. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> With, um, what's our names? You are Mon. And you are I'm Cindy. Cindy. <laughs> hey, hi. What up? Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, in case you can't tell, we are extremely nervous. And drunk. And drunk. <laughs> <laughs> But let's go. Um, so this podcast is, we're going to be talking about a plethora of crimes. Mm-hmm. And we're just really going to talk about how we really bonded over crime, over bad things. Yeah, that's actually so true. I actually always forgot that. Yeah. How did we ever actually get into crime or know that we were both into it? God knows. No, we didn't both get into crime either. Mm. No, I'm mm. not a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, God knows how we did, but, you know, we traded, um, stories that we've heard and, you know, traded disgusted faces and we just found a passion for it. So you guys need to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So yeah, happy Thursday. How's your week been treating you, Send? Um, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. Um, I might as well just tell you guys that I run a lingerie business on the side as well. Yes, sir. Plug it. Yes. Uh, it's Guys in Lingerie. I sell... Uh, lingerie for women of all shapes and sizes for an affordable price so you should get at me um and yeah so it's been busy it's always busy running a business it's been a little over a year but i'm proud that it's still afloat i'm proud that people still rock the clothes and you know i love that i love that for me thank you for making my passions come true really yeah beautiful pieces so yeah get out thank you for real thank you and how's your week been babe yeah it's been busy working Mm-hmm. I work in advertising, so yeah, it's just it's just busy, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't complain. It's been a pandemic. I got a job. Do you know what I'm saying? I yeah. still get to make money. Yeah. A lot of people weren't um, weren't you know fortunate in that way, especially with everything that's been happening in the last year. Mm-hmm. So you know, you just gotta thank God. And yeah, now now that that's all started, and I'm working and stuff after finishing uni. I'm happy that I get to see something with my best friend. Do you know what I mean? We love to see it. We love it. Yeah, we so, love it. Bonding over something that I found mad interesting with uh, someone I love very dearly. So, um, yeah, hope you fucked with it. And if not, thanks That's for listening. That's your own problem. Okay, okay, okay. Before we get started, I want to ask you a question. Like, oh, right. You didn't prepare me for this. Sorry. I know I do want to ask you a question. Mm. Do you think people are born evil or it just comes from like maybe past experiences or a mental deficiency? I think it's mostly nurture, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I think there's like mad serial killers out there mm-hmm. that have had kids and their kids are nothing like them. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And they have to live with the shame of like having those type of parents. So then mm-hmm. I think in the same way, you can't, well, not that you can't, but I think, you know, it's a probably, problem. yeah. Just to blame it on the fact that I was born that way. It's yeah. easy, it's, it's, you know, it's an easy way to try and get out of it. Yeah. Definitely yeah. think it's nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stories that you and I both know mm-hmm. um, involves a lot of people getting dropped on the head as a kid, getting hit by, like, you know, yeah. in the head, all these things, you know, a lot of brain and head trauma. Mm-hmm. So I think if that can, you know, have a massive effect, mm-hmm. I think more time it's nurture. And sometimes poor kids are brought up by absolute horrible people on that. Yeah, you know that sometimes transpires into something else. Doesn't always mean that's the case because everybody, you know, has their own traumas and 
you know, not everybody has the most easiest life and doesn't turn out to be, you know, a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think it plays a part. What about you? Got you, got you. Um, what I do tend to think that is a cop-out is when people tend to go, oh, I've come from a really bad home or bad mm. childhood or, you know, things... I think mental deficiency will be a, a, a great defence, but it can't be the only defence. Exactly. You know, there, there are several serial killers out there that we have heard about and they all can't suffer from some type of mental illness. Yeah. You know? Um, so I definitely do think that some people are just born that way. You know, yeah. there are some kids that come from a great family, you know, a loving family. Maybe the parents separated and okay, that could take a toll on you and whatnot, but to want to take people's lives and to want to, you know, harm someone i definitely think it's a reach to just kind of go well don't mind him he's mentally ill like some many of these people are mentally ill right? yeah many yeah. people have had hard childhoods and, and that doesn't necessarily yeah, yeah exactly doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to turn out that way yeah and you know vice versa if you get brought up by a crazy person doesn't necessarily mean you're going to turn out that way either but yeah. i think yeah definitely more likely to be nurture for me rather than nature mm-hmm. yeah. like it's, it's easy just to blame it on genes right or biology yeah 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 um yeah i think i was telling you about this the other day i definitely think it's got to do with um with what people see it's influence mm. you know i think a lot of people see things and they're just like oh you know i would like to try that and yeah. you know before you know it it goes from just doing that to one person and getting that rush to doing it to about 10 different people yeah so you know when people do sit there and and you know, they've already got their defence ready. Because you've seen it when these people have been arrested, you know, instantly they do the mental defence. Like, mm-hmm. they get ready and they're like, I'm schizophrenic. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's a disrespect to people that do suffer from exactly. schizophrenia, you know. Exactly, and first and foremost. Exactly. Um, gives them a bad rep. And mm-hmm. it's just a cop-out. Definitely. So and I think you and I were talking about Richard uh, Ramirez. Yeah. And, you know, like his older, was his older cousin? Yeah. Uh, that came back from the Vietnam, uh, Vietnam War and mm-hmm. was showing him all these crazy images and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think once, you know, someone's so impressionable at a young age as well has a taste for something like that mm-hmm. or, you know, like almost has like an enjoyment from, you know, seeing horrifying things or doing yeah. horrifying things it then yeah. turns into almost like an addiction. Yeah. And yeah. Get, 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 get crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, no I totally I totally agree with you it's definitely a lot it's got a lot to do with influence to be fair maybe some people you know like I told you might be mental it might be a mental thing you know it might be oh I, I, I grew up and I saw this so I only thought it was right mm-hmm. but some people are literally just born bad vibes yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> okay let's get started on these stories oh my god who, who wants to go first well, should we just introduce like to the the theme yeah so the theme today classico has to be murder right yeah top tier uh true crime mm-hmm. so yeah but each what well, each time we're here we're gonna do a different theme huh we are gonna do a different theme so this week we're gonna be focusing on murder and the next podcast could probably be about don't know maybe a robbery could be maybe a spree killing um could be anything fraud Fraud could be fraud (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see how we're feeling man we'll see how we're feeling yeah man let's do it okay so let's start with murder Mm -hmm. send i feel like you had your story ready first I don't like how you did that. I oh, don't like no, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how you did that. I feel like you had your story first. You're confident in your story. Like, I pulled this together very quickly. And hmm. this is one, you know, I'm doing one that I feel like we've been waiting to hear about for a little while too. Yes, I have. So let's wait a little longer. 
I'm going to give the floor to you. Okay. Yes, girl. Okay. Hit it. Well, because you're forcing <laughs> my hand and I have no choice. I'll go first next time. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. we're going to be focusing on the murder of Andrew Gardiner, who's an, who was a 35-year-old English man that was a victim to torture and was killed by a partner of his, her ex-partner, and her brother. Trigger I will give some trigger warnings. Um, this story does contain torture. It does contain abuse. Um, I do apologize if this is something that you don't want to listen to and you're not into, uh, feel free to listen next week. And we don't mean to offend anyone. This is strictly just research that we have found online. And yeah. Got some rum punch on deck. Yeah. I made it for my parents' 10 year anniversary. Shout out to my parents. God bless um, their we union. We had a little get together with family and friends. Thank but I have some leftover rum punch, so yeah, this is our liquid courage today. I'll get ready to send. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Get comfortable over here. <laughs> okay, so on March the 13th, 2009, the, parad- the paramedics were called to a home located in Chilton. I don't know where Chilton is, but it's not in London. Like Chilton Railway. It's a county. But you know the train that goes to like Chilton? Nah, Chilton Railway. Maybe. I'm, nah, I'm chatting shit. Just let me not interject. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So the paramedics were called to a house located in Chilton. The person that had made the call had claimed that that victim, Andrew Gardner, had stumbled home from being mugged. Andrew died at the scene in the living room of his home. It was revealed that he had over 150 separate injuries, some that were not healed yet. Okay. So let's see what one of the co-defendants said to the paramedic. Stephen Martin told police Gardner had left the house at around 8.30 that evening before returning just after 11pm, complaining of being assaulted. Claire Nichols, one of the other co-defendants, said that she had been upstairs when her partner returned home while Martin had watched TV with another co-defendant called Simon Nichols, who happens to be Claire Nichols' younger brother. Are you okay? Okay. But no, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, present. Okay, cool. So let's get a little bit of a backstory on right, Andrew Gardner cool. and how like he met the perpetrator. So Andrew Gardner was 31 when he met the perpetrator and she was 23 years old. This was in 2005. Okay. They later moved in together in the town of Chilton, which is somewhere in England. Andrew played a surrogate father to Claire's three children from previous relationships. Now this is where it gets a bit dark when it comes to this Claire woman. Okay, so he so he stepped in for these kids. He did. All right, he did. cool. Um, he loved her. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, we love a man that steps up, right? We do, we do. <laughs> we love a real man. <laughs> we love that, we love that. So, a quick backstory on Claire. Claire left the family home in Portsmouth at the age of 15 and moved in with a man called Malcolm. She doesn't remember his second name. She didn't really know much about him. She moved in with him at 15. It's oh. very alarming. Yeah, no, a um, going on. A lot to Crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah, for real. Um, she later met a man called John Peterson while working in a charity shop and he fathered her first <laughs> three children. Why are you laughing? No. Is that a like charity shop? No. Hey, we don't job shame here. What's <laughs> 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 laughing at job? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't job shame. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, John Peterson, who, whom she had met, um, he fathered her first three children. Now, this is where it gets a bit funny. Um, it was said that she had to leave her partner, which was the guy, um, and she had to leave because social services had told her he was apparently a convicted pedophile, and if she didn't leave him, she would lose all three of her kids. Hold up. So, when they had 
these kids? How old was she? So when she had moved, she was around 15. It doesn't really say how old she would have been, but she probably would have been in her teens. And she moved in with this grown-ass man? Yeah. So I'll be shocked he's a pedophile. I mean, it's always a shocker. Unless the person's, you know, unless it's committed in front of you, it's always a shocker when I mean, things like that come out. If he's a grown-ass man and he's, yeah. and he's running around with a teenage girl, then... That's already a red flag like in it's itself. a red flag. Yeah. Not to her, like, you know what I mean? Like... Guys are out here grooming and everything. Not yeah. just guys, actually, also. People. Yeah. You know, yeah. can be out here grooming young kids. Mm-hmm. So she might not have found it shocking. But mm-hmm. hearing that, if he was just, you know, rolling around with teenage people at this age, mm-hmm. what have I got in common with a teenager? Do you know what I always sit there and think about? Um, you know, now that we're older, mm. um, have you tried having a conversation with a 15-year-old? <laughs> have you tried having a conversation with I a teenager? I had a conversation with a 14-year-old the How other day. How far did that go? I mean... Stuff she was talking about, I remember talking about at that age, right? Yeah. But now that I'm old, I'm like, you're, but you're a baby. Do you understand what I'm saying? So to me, like, when I hear, like, you know, some people use these excuses of, oh, well, you know, he's mature for his age or mm. she looks grown for her age. How was I supposed to know? All someone that is a teenager has to do is open their mouth and you're like, yep, I, I need to step back from this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because what conversation are you going to have? What yeah. they're worried about are completely different to what you're worried about. Definitely. The only thing that you'd probably have in common, like, is the music that you listen to. Mm. Other than that, you know, you're thinking about, oh, I need to change my job or move homes. And she's thinking, well, it's non-uniform day tomorrow. <laughs> you know, should I wear the top that I wore two weeks ago? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I always say if you, you're with somebody... <clears throat> And you guys can't, you know, recall any of, the, like, the same things at childhood. Mm. You know, like, watching the same stuff. Yeah. I watched that say Raven. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Good like, Keenan and Kel. Good show, good show. And my partner's the same. We can bond on those type of things. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like, get out. People have got a massive age gap. Never. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're a teenage girl and you're into certain stuff, like, you know, entertainment, music, I'm damn sure a grown-ass man is not into the same things you're watching. <laughs> you know what it, like... I feel like a teenager's maturity only goes so far. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, they can. They, maybe they could be mature in terms of they're not talking shit and whatnot, but still a child. Do you know yeah, what I mean? For real. Like, that immaturity does peak out. And you can't just use a cop out as, well, you know, she looks too grown for her age. Because mm. it's BS. Let's be call nasty. it a spade a spade. Exactly. <laughs> you wanted to do what you did, and you did what you did. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> So um she eventually moved to um north and she followed her mother to that region. North and, London. No, to the to the northern side. Oh, oh you know, so there's, you know, there's life outside of London, you know. No, but when you know, you're like, you know, just like, oh, I'm going I'm going north, like you say like North London. Okay, you know, I should have been more specific, but it was the northern side um, of um up north. Of England. Up north. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Up north. And north. So yeah, she had moved. She had moved up north to be closer to her mother Janet. Mm. But she had formed a relationship with a man called Simon Martin. Now get this, she's a bit messy. She messy because <laughs> um, this was her mother's former partner. Oh hell no! You know when I hear them stories, I'm like, why? Like, how do you see a man that your mum is with and think, yeah, I like a little bit of that? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like what? just messy yeah no this this situation is already getting very busy it's very busy like (laughs) Like too much is going on it's just it's messy wait so this so this simon martin so she's left my guy now Mm -hmm. the original john peterson Mm -hmm. and now she's gone to this one Mm -hmm. 
Simon Martin, mm-hmm. who uh, who our mum used to bax. Who her mum used to bax. Hmm. All right, cool. I'm, I'm on track, I'm on track. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so that, um, that relationship didn't last too long. Yeah. And that's when she later found Andrew. But get this. That was her sister's former boyfriend. Oh, no, girl. <laughs> girl. So right, there's other men out there, man. Girl, Claire Nichols is bad vibes. Okay, this is not just this is just the start. What of year it, okay? is this? So this was in the year two thousand and five. So MySpace is about. MySpace was about. So you can't, you know. You know, reach out to a man. You know, shoot your shot. MSN is there. Let's get you know the conversations cracking. Why you gotta be with everybody that your mom and sister's been with? Okay, so here's how I see it. You know, you have a lot of the women that are just very like. Um, they sought out to take people's boyfriends. I don't know whether it's an insecurity thing, you know, I don't know if it's that. Um, but a lot of women, they actually thrive off of, I took your man, what can mm. you do about it? Do you know what I mean? There are just some women that are just literally built like that. And I, she's giving me that vibe because mm. taking your mum's man, taking your sister's man, billions your, of men in the sister, world, like, come on now. that's even fuckeries, but your mum, you gonna do that to mum, Ross. I bet you guys are like Christmases together and you know, you're sharing beers like, you know, you're the one for my, for my mum. No, some people you are different. <laughs> they are, but I definitely think it's an insecurity thing. Like, mm. like some women li- literally like they thrive off of, you know, you heartbroken because she messed with your man mm. and it doesn't even fulfill her. Like in the end, she's just kind of like, well, let me do that to someone else. And that's exactly what she did. It sounds like she had like a quite a troubling beginning like to her life anyways, even you know, moving yeah. out and moving in with a stranger at like, fifteen. So, yeah. There might yeah. have just been a lot going on with her. I can't yeah. judge the girl. So yeah. I heard too much about her yet. Mm. So um I'm I'm not gonna judge quite yet. She's a man stealer, but you know Little what? teeth, isn't it? <laughs> man teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Real man teeth. She but, is. You know. She is. Let's see what's going on. Okay, so months went by in their relationship, mm. and Andrew began to notice that Claire was a clean freak. She used to want the house to be in order and would constantly scold Andrew when it was not up to her standards. Okay. That's if you like things clean. Yep. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> Um, Claire dominated her younger brother Simon who's one of the co-conspirators mm. uh, one time hitting it, hitting him for not gardening to her satisfaction Raw. yep whilst pregnant with their child Claire's violent temper showed hitting Andrew frequently when he tried to get something to eat it took little to provoke her a man w- but the problem is what? Uh, yeah and I feel like what she did which we, what she had the upper hand with was that Andrew had a very below average IQ. So naturally, oh, he submitted to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was just very like, this is a ma- master and slave thing. You're telling me that I'm doing wrong. And he's in his right. 30s. And he she's was, in her 20s. He was older than her. So when they met, she was, let me see. She was 23 years old and he was 31. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor baby, man. Yeah, yeah. My heart, my heart does go out to him. Yeah. And this is just, again, I can't stress. This is literally just the, the tip of it. Okay. There's way more. So, um, like, he was nice, but he never stood up to himself. And, you know, he would do anything to avoid getting beaten. Right. But the bullying led to Claire's children joining in on the picking on Andrew. So, you know, she had three kids before oh. with, the, with the previous guy. And they're big kids. 
I don't think any of them were teenagers. Wow. So they were very impressionable at a very impressionable age. You know how it is when you're young. You know if your mum goes, ah, oh, go and do this, you're going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, they used to pick on him as well. They used to write swear words um, on his body. They used to hit him. They used to kick him. They used to join in on it. That um, is fucked up. Yeah. Very messed up. Very messed up. Um, Claire would go further with her abuse by locking up the cupboards and fridge. Andrew was once caught trying to take food in the middle of the night and was subjected to beatings and verbal abuse oh, by Claire. Baby. She preyed on him. She preyed on his good, like, good character. Good yeah, nature. exactly. She definitely did. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? She definitely did. Um, she did. Let's yeah. go further. <laughs> so Claire cut up holes in Andrew's pockets to also prevent him from taking food. When fed, he was given a concoction of ketchup and salt, making the food almost inedible. So when they would sit round for dinner, he would stand in the corner until they were like he was left with scraps, and they would just leave that for him. But even that, he what couldn't the eat. Hell? Yeah, the that, father of your child. Yeah, even that he couldn't eat. They just used to just dollop, like ketchup, and they used to dollop fucking salt all over it. And you know how it is when you do that. Like the food is not. It's inedible. Do you know what I mean? It can't be saved and. He was forced to eat it because, yeah, you know what? No I can't even, he was hungry. The kids, the, the kids. First of all, if your mum's telling you to do something, especially as you're young kids, mm. it's fucked. But you're gonna do it. And yeah, I can't even, it's, yeah. It's, it's her that's the fucked one. Do you know what I mean? No, one hundred percent. And I think another thing as well is is that if you can see your mum rage out like that mm. and pick on someone like that. You're inciting fear in a child. So, you know, if you turn around and you say, no, I won't do that, you know, you could sit there and, like, you're going to turn around and actually think, oh, my gosh, she's going to turn on me one day. You're going to listen to your mum's orders because growing up, we always thought that our mums were right, you know? So... You don't play about your mum or dad, especially when they're telling you to do something or if they're, you know, telling you off. Yeah. Putting the fear of God in you, for real. 100%. You know... I've been struck before. I'm pretty sure you've been struck before. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me so, start my stories. Well, exactly. So all you have to see is, you know, the hand go like this or the voice have a little bit of bass in it and hmm. you're like, yup. Your hand's even yeah. lucky. Belt. Got, okay, let's not, let's not do the trauma now. Okay. <laughs> That's another episode, okay? <laughs> did you get belt though, for real? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I don't get that. I wasn't a naughty child, but hey-ho. I don't think I've got a belt, you know, for real. You're lucky then. <laughs> I've got some. I've got some sort of appliances, though, for real. So appliances or like utensils. A wooden spoon. Yeah, a wooden spoon for real. Jeez, ma'am. Yeah, what was, the, what was the girl. issue like? like it, it really to me it wasn't that deep. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my god, I broke the china. Like, it's not that deep, but when you have kids and they start breaking up your china, what are you gonna do? You're going to be vexed, trust me, dog. But I don't think I'm going to hit my kids. I don't think I'm going to hit my kids I'm either. Not. I'm just going to have to talk, I'm gonna talk their air off. Do you know when you used to get in trouble and your parents would go on at you? It's like, bruv, like, just hit me. Just hit me. Just slap me. What? Yeah, bruv. My son has a parents. <laughs> a good, I, a good two, three hour talking to you, you know? I would prefer the two, three hour talking. Nah, slap so, me, you man. Know, she would, slap you know... five seconds and let's get this shit cracking. Nah, my mum <laughs> would do that. that. Well, let me tell you what my mum my would talk shit. Then she'd hit me, and then she took <laughs> shit. Like, oh, no. So it was just like, Double you know, Exactly. So it was like, it was one or the other. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. But, um, 
I think regarding my kids, you gotta have a level of patience. When you come to my house and you smash something, I'm not gonna beat you. Yeah, no, you know, it's real. a common mistake. If my children are running around and they smash something, my I can't lose my temper at someone defenseless. No, for because real. if I wasn't gonna hit you who can defend themselves, I'm not gonna hit someone that's, you know, way younger than me, not in the same weight class as me. It's just lazy parenting in my opinion. I feel like the yeah. other thing again is what we were just talking about is like the way you're raised and like the kind of nurture like you've got to yeah. think of like where our parents came from as well and our grandparents yeah most of all yeah you know what I mean so yeah. the way that they were brought up they were just probably just bring up us up in the same way the only way that they kind of know how yeah luckily yeah. well I mean the kind of generation that we live in mm-hmm. and the society that we live in now mm-hmm. is obviously a lot more open um, there's a lot more visibility over certain conversations mental yeah. health and you know, safeguarding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, 100%, there's different kind of techniques. And, you know, when we were younger, and we used to talk about, you know, I used to get beatings and I turned out fine. I mean, hey, ho, <laughs> I was in therapy a couple of months ago. So yeah. I can't sit there and say that I turned out fine. Do you understand what I'm saying? I feel like everybody needs therapy. I've, do you know what? I you saw, can be as fine as you think. I saw a tweet that said, I think the world needs therapy. I don't think everyone is okay or something like that. And that was so spot on. The world we live in, as it, like take away you know friends family relationship mm-hmm. trauma mm-hmm. the actual world we live in is so fucked yeah like it's traumatic in itself yeah we're yeah. literally watching the world burn around us flood around us and it just do you know what makes it even worse we're just not nice people yeah like humans are just not nice people which is why you know when i've had this debate before when everyone's kind of like oh you know the whole i want to go to space and i want to do this and i want to do that and i'm mm-hmm. sitting there and i was thinking you know whatever's out there has probably been on this earth for millions of years and seen how we behave. <laughs> and they're like, hell no. You're, you are not like, coming nah, I'm straight. that. Do you understand? Like, they're probably thinking, fuck no. Yeah. I know how you humans move. That's like, you lot, man. Do you know what I mean? They're thinking, you man pay taxes. I'm straight. Like, we don't do that on my planet. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to pay to breathe? Yeah. Fam, <laughs> fam, fam. You got to pay for transport, not me, boy. <laughs> You're not coming and bringing that nonsense to, like, to us. But we're going, we're getting off track. Yeah, no, we're going, we're going left. <laughs> we can shout you know, about guys, this we always all, do this. Guys, we actually time. always do this. Um, where was I? Okay. So, to make matters worse, food was often counted and measured. If any food had been tampered with, then they would know that Andrew was responsible. And again, like, it resulted in beatings. Damn. Yep. In Claire's house, nobody acted without her permission. She wouldn't let Andrew take their child to see his family. By January 2009, the beatings were so bad and visible and she had so much control over him that Andrew was only allowed to drop the children off to school, which was down the street. Like five, ten minutes away. Damn. You got to come back. All the control. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She saw his, his nature mm-hmm. and was just like, yeah, I'm definitely going to delegate this guy. And I think, do you know what really oh. saddens me about this? Um, now that we're woke now and, you know, we, we talk about, you know, both genders, Mm. uh, you know, and we like, we place blame on both genders and how they tend to be like toxic. This man was clearly a victim of um, domestic abuse. And I feel like he was prisoner in his own home because firstly, he wanted to protect his daughter. Mm. And secondly, he thought, well, who can I turn to when this is going on? You know, exactly. And like you just said, like, it's, it's always easy to kind of be like domestic abuse and think it's, you know, the man versus, you know, the, the, the weaker woman. Yeah. yeah. And of course, in a lot of, a lot of cases, and that doesn't mean they're weak either, but, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, you know, uh, size mm-hmm. uh, and power in a household, yeah. 
a lot of the time with domestic violence, it is, you know, men versus women. Yeah, like, but yeah. There's a many a case where, you know, women can be fucked as well. One, I mean, It's yeah, not 100%. a gender thing, it's just a people thing. And like you said, humans and life can just be fucked. You can be messed up no mm-hmm. matter who you are, where you're from. Yeah. What demographic you are. Yeah. And I mean, it definitely, it, it really does sadden me. And I hope that now there's safe spaces, mm. you know, for, for, for men to kind of speak up and yeah. to notice that these are kind of the triggers and this is what's happening to me and I can go and seek help for it because, definitely. you know, it's it's never right for for anyone to suffer in silence. Definitely. But, you know, there's been several stories where, you know, men have come forward and said, you know, she's stalking me or she's harassing me or something's going on. And the police have turned around and kind of said, because I remember there was this one case and the police turned around and said, well, you should be flattered that, you know, she stalks you, you or, you know, she's obsessed with you and, you know, she hits you because she loves you and she's passionate. Yeah. She ended up killing him. Like, I'm so glad that we Insanity. can now... It's crazy. I'm so glad that now we can actually sit there and, and talk about that because, mm-hmm. you know, I have a brother and a nephew that I would absolutely do anything for. Definitely and no insane. woman is putting hands on, on the people that I love. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that now. But so much as see that they've lost their voice, their masculinity, you know, they've lost their, their confidence. You'll see me. For sure. You know, you, you will see me. <laughs> Definitely. Simple. But yeah. Again, we're going off track. All right, let's get Sorry. back to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, she began to starve him and called him useless, worthless and a drain on the household budget. The very few times that Andrew dared to protest, Claire's brother Simon beat him down with Claire's encouragement. Andrew wouldn't leave because he wanted to be with his daughter, like I said. Mm, But Andrew being a father was an important responsibility. Again, a real man. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want anyone to listen to this story and think that, oh, because he was getting beats from a woman, he was less than. No. You know, even when they talk about his IQ, that doesn't mean anything. That's still no, a man with feelings. It doesn't feelings. mean you're weak. It doesn't mean... Exactly. Exactly. Let me, t- let me tell you something, Kia, when it comes to these kind of situations. I'm not condoning violence, but this man was above average height. Mm. He was like a 6'1", 6'2". All he would literally have to do is shove this woman mm. with so much force and run out. So I'm saying strength. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's not that. It's, it's, it's fact, more than that. Yeah, she yeah. fucked him up mentally. And sometimes yeah. that's that's worse than, than, than the physical. Yeah. Like getting into his brain and, you know, again, like putting the fear in God in someone. It's, it's yeah, horrific. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Bless him. So sad. Um, so Andrew wouldn't leave because he wanted to be a dad and mm. that was like the main responsibility for him mm. but he had no family no port of call no contact and so he was just dealing with all of this by himself right so making his torture worse claire invited her ex-partner stephen martin to move in and join in on the abuse with andrew stephen as well he also had a low iq of 59 so it made him very easy to control okay but one thing that i will say is i definitely think that that's a cop-out um, yeah, because you know the difference between right and wrong. I think there's that, but I think that everybody acts up when there's a group. It's called pack mentality. Mm-hmm. I've told you about this before. You know, some of the things that, like, let's say when you were in school, you have everything for you. You know, you have food on the table, you have clothes on your back, but your friend that's maybe less fortunate mm. is stealing, and you're stealing as well. It's pack mentality. You just join in on it. Like, you're just thinking, oh, I'll do it as well. Yeah. So when someone was getting jumped in school, why did you need to kick them? It's like <laughs> mentality thing. That one person's already down and you decide, oh yeah, my kick is going to, you know, be the kicker. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you didn't want to be the one pussy that didn't do it, bro. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I definitely think that a lot of people they do act on pack mentality, and you know, at least we can go back and say, oh, well, we were in school, but yeah. you know, some people take this into adulthood. Of course, you know, when they're just kind of like. Let me join in on the insults. Let me join in on the fighting. Let yeah. me join in on... Do you know what I mean? And you know for damn sure that you don't really care about the situation. Mm. But you're thinking, I want to be seen too. But that person that's suffering you know. that, they don't know that you're just, you know, doing it lightly. Fucking, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think it's... I think the pack mentality is definitely psychological. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't so I don't think that some people notice that they're doing it. Yeah. Like when you join in, you're just kind of like, well, I'm involved. Yeah. I don't think mentally you're sitting there and thinking, oh my gosh, like, what's going on? You're just thinking, you know... I'm involved. Yeah, it's true. It's a madness. But yeah. It's very mad. Um, okay. With both her brother and ex-lover by her side, Claire got Stephen to burn him with a lighter. Um, they put liquid on his left foot and burnt his left foot. But get this. She's a bit of a sadist. She got so much pleasure out of torturing Andrew, she came up with more ideas to help to hurt him. Oh, come on, girl. Mm-hmm. For Claire, she wanted to kill for the sake of a twisted thrill. To twist the knife in further, this is going to piss you off. Claire would intentionally have sex with Stephen in the middle of the night where Andrew slept to emasculate him further. So she would basically like, so he used to sleep like on a cardboard box in the living room in a corner. And what Sorry, she... rewind that. Okay. He used, used to sleep. To he used to sleep on a cardboard box in the living room. This bitch needs to rot in hell. She does need to rot in hell. So they put him in the corner like a fucking dog. Yeah. And she would just used to wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, she'd be porking him. She'd just be. There's a special you know. place in hell for this. There people. is a special place in hell for her because you've already emasculated him further by whatever damage that you've done psychologically and physically. But, you know, to add more insult to injury and bruise his ego even more, you invite your ex lover and. You know, you're doing that. It's a madness. Yeah, no fucking shame, bro. It's a madness. Busting. I know. So weeks of abuse took a toll on Andrew that he didn't have a strength to um, protest against what was going on. Like, mm. he didn't say anything when they were having sex. He literally just, you know... You just give in, like... What can what he can say? What ex- there you go. What can he say? Yeah. Exactly. It also turned out that, you know, inflicting that pain, like, obviously satisfied her. But as weeks were going by... His health was deteriorating. If I said that properly. I'm mm-hmm. hoping I said that properly. And um, he started suffering from fractured ribs. He was dehydrated. Starvation. Couldn't walk properly. As they had burnt like his left, le- um, his left foot. And it was just getting worse for him. And they just did not care. So on March the 13th. The night of his murder. Claire began jumping on his chest. Oh this girl. So. Wow. She had Stephen Martin the partner, the lover, hold him on one side and she had her brother on the other while punching him and holding him down and she literally just kept stamping on his chest. She had fucking intent to murder him. Hmm. She did. I bet they didn't prove that in court or whatever. I mean, mean, you'll you'll get get to to that. that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Come on, man. You stamp on somebody's chest. You stamp on somebody's chest once. You're probably already thinking, fuck, like, damn. Well, I think the noises enticed her. That's what you need to understand with sadists. Like, they literally get a thrill out of that, like, your cries and stuff like mm. that, thinking, oh, my gosh, this is fueling me right now. So, you know, he made a certain noise and 
she loved it. I feel like you still have rationale there. There, like you know what kicking somebody in the chest could do. Do you know what I mean? Your heart is there. Your lung, your lungs aren't far. You know what I mean? Your ribs are fucking mm-hmm. there. Like common sense will tell you if you kick someone in the chest, mm-hmm. it's not gonna end well, bro. If it does, you're lucky. But multiple times, yeah. like bitch, bitch. I think do you know what it is. I think it's all got to do with they didn't rate the guy. So why would they care? You know, they were treating you know, him like an animal. I mean, that's the rationale that they go you know, by. You know, like, he, he was sleeping on a, a cardboard box yeah. in, in the living room. Yeah, I guess any know? any humanity, you know, ended long ago. They, they, were, they, they cut holes, like, through his pockets so he didn't steal food. They measured food. Yeah. You know, she used to put a lock on the fridge. Yeah. So she didn't give a damn. No. So what she was, she did not give a flying fuck. It's true. You know? It's very true. So it's busy. I'll just say that. Um, but what she did fractured his ribs even more. Oh, yeah. Furthermore, baby. piercing his lungs, heart and tissue. And he was slowly like suffocating to death. Oh, poor baby. Man. And what a fucking slow death as well. He died in agony, they said. But he had been dead for hours before they finally called the paramedics. And which I'm assuming is that they were coming up with their story. Yeah. You know, they were like, okay, you know, let's, let's think about what we're going to say to... Mm. the ambulance so going back to the beginning of this um they called the ambulance and said that he came home and he had been mugged okay so okay right yeah so they're saying that those injuries were a result of mugging they yeah they said that he had come he had stumbled home you know they were just watching tv and he just collapsed on the living room he was nothing in his short he was in nothing but his shorts and you know he had been mugged so we're talking about March, right? Mm-hmm. March is still cold. We live in the UK. Mm-hmm. What's he doing in his shorts? Do you know what I mean? It's true. true. You know? And when they had found him, that like the paramedics had said that he was stiff. So he had been dead, been dead for, for a while. Exactly. He had been dead for a while. So the autopsy had revealed that the injuries on Andrew were inflicted over his last weeks. Okay. So it's contradictory to what they were saying, mm-hmm. you know? The evidence tells it all. Exactly. He was punched, kicked, stamped on. Um, he had... It had resulted in Andrew having 21 fractured ribs. Mm-hmm. There were burns to his feet, neck and back. And this was, this was caused by cigarette burns and Stephen's lighter. Mad. Well, was, even, like, put it down to his lighter. He, he used to burn him, like, with the, with the lighter. Oh, I thought the evidence could tell, like... What lighter it came from? Oh, well, they're assuming that it was oh, right, from, sorry, you know, the, the lover. Okay. You know, even when they put the cleaning products on his foot and burnt it, Jesus they were just kind of like... like... Yeah. What, like, what makes you think of those type of things, like, that would never even cross my mind? That's just mad. That's just really extreme bullying. I don't even have a... I don't have a justification for Bro, that. That's, that's, that's bullying, bullying to another extent. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. You know, bullying is, is, you know, mocking and... You okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I lost my story. By accident. She's here. I found it. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, you know, I think it was a, it was, it's a worst case of bullying. You know, they went a bit too far with it. <sighs> but yeah, I'm nearly finished, guys. I promise. <laughs> it was said that the injuries mirrored someone that had been involved in a car crash or a person that had fallen from a great height. Jeez. So, you know, over so those, that's some great impact. So, so those last, so he had met her in 2005 and this happened in 2009. So that would have been four years of fuckery. I can't even imagine. You know, they found over 150 injuries on him. Yeah. 
That is mad. Yeah. Brazy, right? Very brazy. <sighs> but, um, you know, they, they were all arguing in the courts when they were all arrested. And, you know, there was a whole talk of he said it, she said it, and blah, blah. But one thing that the two men could agree on mm. was that she was the brains behind it. Okay. You know, she was the one that was kind of instigating for them to to do whatever messed up stuff that they were doing to him. Which is sad. Very. You know, it's really sad. And then when the police did come, get this, the mum lived down the road, her mum, Janet. Um, when they knocked on the door, she was hiding behind, like, the police. Like, she was hiding in her house. And um, oh, I think we know why. Of course. <laughs> you know, she probably got the bird call that, you know, we did a madness and they're going to probably come looking for you to ask questions. Yeah. And yeah. And it was even said that um, two weeks ago, an engineer was basically had come over to fix a satellite dish mm-hmm. and he could hear the way he, like she was speaking to him Wrong. and basically saying, you know, you don't want beatings. And he was like, no, I don't. I don't. Oh, hell no, man. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Fuck. So the sentences. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the sentences, man. So Simon Nichols, who's a brother, uh-huh. 24 years of age. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Can you imagine 24? Bro, your whole life is done. Finished. Finished. Steve Martin, who's the boyfriend, age 44, was sentenced to 20 years. Okay. I mean, his life was... His life was... Yeah, when, uh, 44, you said. 44. Yeah, you're still living your life, man. Yeah, he's going to come out, what, 64 years old? Still going to be able. Yeah. You know, what are you teaching him? This is this is the thing with the sentences in the UK. What are you teaching the defendants? Yeah. You know, they can ride that bird and come out, even on good behaviour. You know how it is over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm off the time, boy. Exactly. But as for the main culprit, yes. Claire, age 28, she was sentenced to life in prison mm-hmm. with a min- minimum term of 32 years. Yeah. So 32 years would be the harshest sentence that the UK can give to... Um, a defendant. Okay. So they wanted to make an example out of her. When were they sentenced? Uh, they were sentenced in 2010. Raw. Yeah. I feel like I kind of remember this story. Really? Like seeing it on the news or something. It might have been. 2010. Well, I mean, they still got they still got a good amount of time. Hope they're up in there. I hope they do rot. Uh, amen. I think the best thing that they can do for everyone, you know, and obviously for the poor victim, is to stay where they're at. Yeah. But, you know, she denies everything. You know, she's like, I didn't intend to kill of that man. She, you know, I loved that man. Yeah, what the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's me done. That was the murder of Andrew Gardner. I'm sorry, Sims, guys, that, that I took so long. Amazing. I Thank you. so much, man. And RIP to the, the poor, poor victim. That sucks. God rest his soul, that's man. awful. God rest his soul. And pray that girl never sees the light of day, boy. Yeah. And um, I hope she gets bullied. I hope people make an example out of her in the, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not inciting violence though, so let's move. <laughs> I do. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Sin, that so. was wicked. I don't know how to follow that. But um Thank I'll you. do my I'll do my best. Cool. All right, cool. Right, so today I'm gonna do a case that I've heard about for a while. Mm-hmm. I never really knew much about it mm-hmm. until I started researching it. And not to like traumatize everybody, but it is bad as well. Like it is God. bad. And like I was on FaceTime with you the other day researching it. You saw my face. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to tell you all the stuff because like I wanted to wait for like now, but you saw my face. I was very oh and ah, oh, and I was just like, don't show me because 
It was very Guys, horrifying. I'm really sensitive. Like, I'm really sensitive. I don't want to see that shit. So, <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, come on. Okay, don't um, don't leave us in suspense. What are you doing? All right, same. Oh, I do credits because I actually proper wrote them out. Okay. So credits to you because I don't know anything about it. So Thirteenth Floor, ABC News, That's Mags, Rancor, The Till Mango, and all that's interesting. Um, <laughs> but it felt very uni when I was doing it oh, for like references alright cool so yes it's very much it's a, it's a lot trigger warning it's it's everything that you can imagine in terms of a trigger warning and more it's got a scary paranormal twist which kind of freaked me out last night when I was trying to settle everything oh god so guys I live alone oh my days so yeah <laughs> it's the Hello Kitty murders oh my days you know what I've heard so much about this one. I'm excited. Now, nah, come on, let's go. I'm excited about this one. Don't get one. too excited because you're going to be repulsed in a fucking second. <sighs> I've heard so much about it. I am excited. Come on, come on. All Give right, it to cool. me. cool. All right, cool. So let's get into it. Mm. So, <clears throat> the scene <laughs> is Hong Kong so in the sweet. 90s, May 99 to be exact. And a 14-year-old teenage girl known as Ah Fong walks into a police station in Hong Kong and has a story that officials um, uh, originally dismissed as being absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Like, the story that she's telling them is so mad and bizarre, they're like, nah, like, come out of here, stop wasting our time type thing. Wow. Until she's like, nah, you have to believe me, I need to tell you this story. And so they sit down with her, and she's like, they're like, cool, let, let us have it. She says that she's been haunted by a restless ghost of a local woman... Mm. And she's had continuous nightmares about her. Mm. She's so convinced that she's haunted that the only way she could get like get rid of this spirit, like this restless um, spirit seeking revenge, was to confess something to the police. So, in return of immunity, she starts to go in detail about how she took part in an unspeakable crime. Mm. Right? Mm. So this this crime is concerning uh, a young woman called Fan Man Yi, a 23-year-old mother and waitress from, I, I hope I'm saying this right, Shim Sha Shu. It's, and it's TST abbreviation, as people say, okay. in Hong Kong. So they call it TST, but that's the name of it. I hope I pronounced that correctly. If mm-hmm. not, I apologise. Mm-hmm. So she explained that uh, Fan Man Yi um, had met a man called... Chang Man Lok, a 34-year-old pimp and drug dealer, and he's also part of the triad, if you know about the triad. I don't know about the triad. I know briefly. Okay. It's, so it's uh, I don't want to say that the wrong country, but they're in Hong Kong, so it's like basically like the mafia. Okay. Um, and okay. I don't know if this is like throughout Asia or if it's just like significant to, the, to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a mafia type group. Okay. And so this man was someone that, that Fan Man Yi had um, met at a nightclub mm-hmm. uh, that she'd worked at. So she was a nightclub hostess and he soon became a regular there. Okay. So sadly, um, uh, Fan Man Yi had a troubled childhood. She'd been through a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but she was working at this nightclub. She had a husband and, and kids as well. Bless her. Um, and, but prior to that, they, uh, Afong alleged that during the time before she got married and had kids, uh, Manny had stolen a wallet containing 20,000 Hong Kong dollars. Which is equivalent to what in British pounds? Oh, you know, <laughs> I knew he was going to ask. It's 4,000 <laughs> pounds today. Okay, okay. So she stole about four grand, uh, allegedly stole four grand from the pimp, right? So she was a sex worker? 
they alleged that she was also a sex worker. Right, I haven't put right, that in there right. because I wasn't too sure and I don't right. want to, you know, sex shame or anything like that, mm-hmm. especially a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, yeah, so that's what she said, that she was, that she's at a nightclub um, and yeah, she uh, had a, the stolen the wallet apparently from this pimp. Mm-mm-mm. So here we go. Let's get into it for real. When the pimp clocked it was gone, he wanted it back with interest. So no. Fan Manny gives the money back back with an additional 10 grand, 10 uh, Hong Kong dollars, right? Right. 10 Hong Kong dollars, 10,000 Hong Kong dollars. Right, right, um, right. Which is about two grand, right? So she's giving him six grand. So 6K, yeah. Yeah, 2K on top for interest. Right. My guy's not, he's not like happy with that. He's not satisfied with the additional um, two grand. He Yo. says that, right, cool. You know what, yeah? For that, you have to now give me another 16 grand which is about 800 on top. Right, right, right. All right. So the interest is now going up and up. So that kind of happens. I don't know what, how long the kind of time scale it was that he kind of gave her, gave her to give back this money or if he gave her any time at all. But out of uh, revenge, in uh, May, uh, March of 99, two months before um, Arfong walked into the police station, uh, this guy organises two other guys from the triad members to kidnap fam. One woman... One man. He organises two people to go and kidnap her from her house with the aim of forcing her into sex work because he said that she hadn't uh, paid what she'd owed, which is why I wouldn't say that she was a sex worker before because I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just misconstrued with the fact that he was trying to force her into that or, um, you know, that was something that she partook in, in the, in the past. Either way, not relevant to the story. Okay. Whatever her, her job role was. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was an innocent person. Okay. But, so... These two people abducted Fan from her home. Um, oh, you know what? I actually didn't put their names. We'll have to put that in the caption. My bad. Okay. That's Sorry fine. about no worries. that. But they need to be as, as much named as shamed as my guy as yeah. well. Yeah, right? we'll do that. So sorry about that. My apologies. So yeah, they abducted her from her, her home and they took her to number 31 Granville Road. This is a, a famous shopping district in uh, Hong Kong. So it's what? It's a street called 31 Granville Road? No, Or is sorry. it just one block? Sorry. Right. Okay, yeah. So the famous shopping district is called Granville Road. Right, 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 right. Okay. The yard he was living in, like, could you imagine, like, uh, if you go, like, down to, like, Central, like, mm-hmm. Central London, you've got all the shops, but people live above it. With uh, those, you know, there's obviously in, in Central London, there's big townhouses, Victorian houses, but um, mm, mm, mm. these were more like, you know, stylish apartments. Yeah, right, in this right, really, right. this really um, stylish uh, shopping district. Okay. Right. So he lives in number 31 of this apartment uh, complex, right? Mm. Let me tell you what's already kind of weird about this, this um, apartment. Not kind of weird, very weird. This is a grown ass man. Remember, he's 34 years old. Chan Man Lok. Chanman Lock. 34. Okay, 34. got it. His entire apartment was dotted with Hello, Kit- Hello Kitty merchandise. He had Hello Kitty sheets, Hello Kitty curtains, a large collection of stuffed dolls and kitchenware, uh, video games, uh, and like any uh, drug lord or pimp, he had a collection of porn and drugs. Okay, so I'm not sexist yeah. <laughs> And I'm respectful of a man's, you know, passions, you know, whatever his interests are. <laughs> but I'll be damned if I link up with a dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, go to his house. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's got Hello Kitty everywhere. You know what? In my head, I'll just be like, no, you want to kill me. Girl. Like, you know, you want to be cussed out in the group chat. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you want to be cussed out. I'll be like, and bitch, you'll never guess what. You had Hello Kitty, like, pots and pans. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Bruv. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not funny. We're talking about someone that committed a very dangerous crime. But no. <laughs> uh, let me let me put some context here as well. Okay. Obviously, this is um '99, so late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Hello Kitty was a massive thing in Hong Kong. Right. Right. right? right. I, for us, it was like things that we saw as kids. Yeah. But it was a massive cultural thing over there, and still to this day is you know shout out to Hello Kitty. Do you know what I mean? Bad bitch. Hello Kitty's cute. Do you know what I mean? It's cute. But no matter how you know exciting and mainstream Hello Kitty was at the time, a 30 year old man with you know pink and blue cats up in his yard is is questionable in it again yeah we don't mean again i hope that people don't sit there and think oh my gosh like i'm being sexist like that's not my intentions but you know imagine yeah like you're on a date with a guy and you know everything's going well and you're thinking you know what this guy's kind of cute you know he's mature i like where this is going and he's got his own place and then you know you go to his yard and he's like you know excuse the mess and the mess is hello kitty or Barbies, you know, like, that's mad. It's I, I think I think any again whatever you're into it is what it is. Because some people are collectors. That's the thing. Some people are collectors. Let's not get it misconstrued. Right. Some people, you know, they like to like, like I'll joke about Barbies, but you know, some people got vintage Barbies, like all these you know things that are worth a lot of money over time and everything. You know, right. collectors' items. But right. I don't think that was the case up in my guy's yards. I don't think that was the case. I think he just he just wanted it kitted out in in Hello Kitty. That's 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 yeah. the way he wanted to roll. That's what was just like his yeah. flex. Let me play with your kitty on some Hello Kitty. And let's end the podcast. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys. It's been great. We won't get to end this murder. Good night. I'm out. <laughs> I hope that gets edited out. <laughs> nah, we're gonna keep that shit the fucking. God damn. Okay, you know what? Damn it. I'm sorry, guys. You know what? I'm sorry. Oh, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes I, you know, I lose myself and I actually think I'm funny. But, you know, sorry. I carry Stop on. It. Oh, sorry. No, I do have the names. Sorry, I just missed them. Right, so let's just get back into it. Sorry. Backtrack. Okay. 34-year-old Chan Man Lok, 27-year-old Ling Xing Cho, and mm-hmm. 21-year-old Ling Wai Lun. Okay. Right? It's three of them. Okay. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the three adults three involved. Three perpetrators, yeah? Three adults okay. involved. Mm-hmm. Remember I said adults. Three grown, yeah. Grown ass adults up in there. Yeah, damn Hello right. Kitty Palace. By the way, they, they allegedly said as well, this is a five, five bed yard, you know? Five bed apartment. So they were all living together. I'm confused. So he didn't live by himself. Uh, well, I don't, I, I believe he, I remember he's a pimp and like a drug lord. This Chan Man Lok is a pimp. Yeah, he's a pimp, right. a drug a drug lord, and okay. some sources say he was even a socialite. So his money was long, long. So he lives in this really right. fashionable, you know, mainstream shopping district. His apartment's five bed. Everything's kitted out in Hello Kitty. He's got two henchmen that he can go. One woman, one one man from this triad um, circle that he's in yeah. to go and kidnap this girl. He's got power and he's got money, right? And status. And he wants to spend all of that on Hello Kitty. I know. Heard you. Carry on. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, bruh, 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 bruh. Okay. So, let's re up that. So, he's got this whole collection of Hello Kitty merch up in his yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he loves video games. And mm-hmm. he's got a collection of, you know, explicit porn and drugs. Right? This is, <sighs> this is March of 99. Okay. 
jumped back to the police station in May of, 99, okay. uh, of 1999. Okay. Our phone um, says, somewhere along this warped line of having um, Fan Man Yee in their house with the intention of, like, of selling her into sex work, you know, trafficking her, mm-hmm. which is horrific in itself. It is. Her fate changed and it went even in a worse kind of... If you can get worse than being fucking trafficked, I don't know if you can, but this is a whole other, you know, range of horrific events mm-hmm. that now ensued. Mm-hmm. So, before I jump into this, I'm just going to say it again. Because so much heavy, heavy stuff happened to this girl, I can't even go into the, the, the mad, mad, mad of, of details. Oh, dear God. It's a massive tra- trigger warning that I'm going to get. Yeah. I'm going to give you because there's just a lot of gore and horror. It yeah. gets very mad. And guys, um, sorry to cut you, but um, again, if this feels uncomfortable for you and it's a little too much, mm-hmm. feel free to join us um, at another time. Um, we promise next week won't be torture. Exactly. Like, um, <laughs> we don't mean to offend any of you, but yeah. So cool. So while, while holding up in this uh, apartment, these madmen, and I say madmen, not because they're all mad, like men, they're, they're all mad. Two men, one woman. Okay. They're on ice, aka if you don't know what ice is, it's crystal meth. Uh, right. Uh huh. So they're on crystal meth for this this time that they're in that they're holding um Fan Man Yi up in in the in the apartment, and they start taking turns beating her at their leisure. Each one of them takes turns. Oh, God. This is where the gore starts. Okay. They beat her so badly that um. They started to pour chili oil into her wounds. No. Into her raw wounds. No. Okay. They took plastic, melted it, and then put it on her to burn her. Oh my days. Mm-hmm. They urinated on her and in her mouth. Okay. You know, the worst of the worst. They raped her, gang raped her. Woman included. I mean, the reports don't say specifics, but I mean, she was up in that hoe. Right. Like, not, sorry, I mean, not the woman, but she was up in Involved. that mess. In Involved. the mess of, of what yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. Jeez. That was the wrong choice of words. Oh, my dear God. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so if these lot aren't mad enough, yeah, the man, Chan, Chan mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. The, the main, The main pimp um, now starts to involve his living girlfriend. Okay, so there's three of them, and now he's like, nah, you know what? Let's even add the next member to this fuckery. Okay. And guess who it is? It's the woman that went to the police station. It's fucking 14-year-old R. Fong. How old is Chan Man Lok? Girl, you said this man was 34 years old. Okay. So that's why he has the Hello Kitty shit in his room, to lure the young girls in. You know what? Actually, now that you said I didn't even think of that. I did not even think of that. Jeez. But yeah, they, I mean, at the time they said that she was enjoying the lavish life that she was living. She lived in that house. So it doesn't shock me now that you say it in that actual way that there was a lot of Hello Kitty stuff. It could be because he was fucked more than likely. But um, it could be the fact that, yeah, he was trying to um, lure and keep young girls um, in that house and, you know, make it look attractive in that type of way. And like where, it's suitable for them. And where are her parents? Where oh. are her parents? <laughs> Where are her parents? Sorry, what are you saying? Like no, that? no, that's actually really like that's that's actually I really don't know. annoying to me. You know, I don't know. You know I'll be damned if I, if I pulled up at like age fourteen and I told him, oh, you know, I got a boyfriend. He's thirty four, you know, and 30, he loves him some Hello this Kitty. Is what we're talking about before. What has a thirty four year old man 
got in common with a, a 14 year old do you know what i mean she's gonna be talking about canteen food and you're thinking this is dead like how old, how old am i so what have i got so that's 20 years in it mm-hmm. so what have i got in common with a 56 year old even no, no, even though you, me, no sorry that's really bad math 46 year old it's a 56 you know i told you stop with the run punch <laughs> 46 years old 20 yeah. man a 20 um a man 20 years my senior i don't really what have we got to talk about you ain't got shit to talk about all right but anyway you know, it's a mess but that's really pissed me off because it's like where are where are the parents you know like okay yeah granted kids can be unruly and whatnot you gotta put your foot down when your your child brings home a 34 year old man you yeah. put your foot down that's it look yeah. her up in a tower yeah. throw away the key yeah definitely you know? but sorry go on <clears throat> The thing is, as well, if he's if he's she's living in with this guy, mm. we don't even know what her situation is. Again, it's that whole kind of yeah. grooming situation. She's yeah. a young girl, yeah. no, like you don't know what kind of troubled background. If you know any background, she she really you know came from um, um, where somebody actually really cared about her. So that uh, that's kind of that's okay, kind so of I, yeah. So I understand, like in that sense. Mm. And again, I'm not victim blaming, but when I was talking about parents, it was just kind of like. Okay, yeah, you're right. We don't know what her situation is. Mm. But, um, you know, now that we're older, we have, like, we see things. You know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, if you saw a 15-year-old and a grown-ass man, you'd kind of sit there and be like, whoa, what's going on here? It's you very know? disgusting. So no one wanted to intervene with that shit. It was only the 90s. This is not the 70s. I know, but when, know? again, power, status. He's, he's a triad yeah. member. You know what? Yeah. He's a triad, like, drug lord. And a pimp. Like, bro, he don't give no shits about no consent the fuck yeah. <laughs> you think he's you got time what? to think about yeah. morals you know what he ain't yeah. got time for that you know what bro yeah, yeah. you're right he's got no time for that man are out here murdering and doing <clears throat> all sorts of you know pimping drug dealing he's got no time to be thinking of any yeah. sort of of morals mm-hmm. this guy is fucked through and through all right cool so carry on babe conscious of time let's do this mm-hmm. right so <laughs> i feel like i'm at work conscious of time <laughs> don't die. um so yeah, so he involves his living girlfriend, Afong, who starts to get in on the quote-unquote fun as well. If you could even call such a fuckery thing fun, disgusting. Mm. But this is what the source says. <clears throat> Including forcing Fan to eat Afong's feces. All right, man. All right. 14 years old. Again, I try not to judge because grooming and everything, but I feel like you should know better. But anyway, 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 anyway. I don't have any comment on that. Right. So when the man are finished beating her, doing all this, you know, mutilation, mm-hmm. all this evil, evil shit, mm-hmm. between that time while they're still high on crystal meth, they duck, they, they leave around one room and they go play video games in the next room while she's there suffering in, in um, while Fan Manny is there suffering in another room. Mm-hmm. They do it for an entire month. What? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're beating on her for a month. A month. 30 days. Do you remember I said to you, Arfong walked into the police station in May of 99. Right. Right. And this occurred in March. And this occurred in March. Fan Manny unfortunately dies in April. Peter. I don't even know if you can say this or not, but... In my opinion, like you would like to think the worst is over, but the worst is yet to come. Oh my dear God. Go on. I'm listening, man. One this night in April, Arfong uh, finds Fan and realizes she's dead. 
Okay. She, she 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 died overnight. I don't know if she woke up in the morning and found her dead or whatnot, but they assume that she died overnight. Okay. Chan and the two other um el- uh, older people said that it was uh due to an overdose of meth that they allege Fan took herself. Now between everything that that mm. Fan is going or like is going on with Fan, in my opinion, I don't think meth is the first thing on her list to try uh, and do. Exactly. House. I'm sure like she's got other priorities. One trying to get out of there if she had the strength to even try and do such yeah. a thing. If you've got strength you know, to yeah. do that, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's not thinking, okay, let me just, you know, get this methamphetamine going. Well, she's got some heels, um, some wounds to heal, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, she, she's, she's going through of absolute family, horror. You know? And you're telling, you're telling people that she's, she's injected or... However, how do you take meth? It's injection, isn't it? I'm trying to think oh, back to oh. uh, Breaking Bad now. I don't know, you know. Well, she's got no time to administer meth. Well, they usually lose their teeth. So then they rub it on their gums. Oh, maybe. Could well be. Um, okay, an cool. Odd drug. I know. <laughs> um, they So they alleged uh, Fan took it herself, but mm. it's more than likely that she finally succumbed to her horrific injuries. Yeah, I can imagine. Like I said, the worst is, the worst is not even over. When this poor angel dies, they put her in the bathtub, dismember her with a saw. God. Yeah. And... Obviously, they have, like, bare different body parts in it. Right. Right. So, the the next thing on their list is to figure out how do you make sure that the body doesn't start decomposing. Right. So, they start to boil it. Oh, my days. You know, do you know what, yeah? Can I, can I say something, yeah, that really saddens me when I hear stories like this? Mm. The parents are going to eventually hear, yep. you know, what's happened to their yep. child. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to have to arrange for a funeral, some sort of memorial. Yeah. And some of them have to bury empty caskets. Yeah. I'll get to, I'll get to that, actually. It reminds it's me in, of, of that part, actually. It just really saddens me. No, it's, it's horrific. You know? Could you imagine anybody, God forbid, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not even like you could ever imagine, but anybody that you loved hearing such a story about them Fam, you would never sleep again you, bro. You like you've you've not only taken the life of my loved one mm. but you haven't even given me the grace to have at least their body or their ashes for mm. me to do whatever i need to do yeah. you robbed me of that as well yeah. you know it's horrific, yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's every, horrific. T- every time i hear a story regarding dismemberment it does really sadden me because mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's mad. sorry it's carry, on. Mad. carry on carry on so they build they build her body parts mm. uh which took days to do because you think like trying to no you know i'm not gonna go to it it so i'm not gonna go to it <laughs> so i've seen a lot of documentaries and it it does take days because um blood is messy mm. you know and um you void your bowels when you die you know so you stink like bodies rot just like meat they rot mm-hmm. so not only is it messy and it stinks one thing that it is with blood, it's it's very hard for you to clean out mm. blood, mm-hmm. you know, and like imagine how much we bleed from. That's that's a whole load of detol. That's a whole lot of you know zaflora. Yeah, you a whole lot of hot water. Like yeah. it, it's it's a lot. It, yeah, exactly. You see how small a cut is. Mm-hmm. That's that. But you got to sit there and think of a whole body. Yeah, it's know? insane. It's, it's truly truly insane. So mm-hmm. they did all of that, and then when they finally got to the boiling process, that shit took days alone for them to do that if you try and think of like i don't know if you've ever been to like a canteen and they've boiled ham how flipping long it takes us to do one ham think of it like that i mean yeah like you know you, you 
I know how it is. You know, before you have to, you boil meat to try and soften it. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. God oh, forbid. Please, oh, I don't, can't, put don't me even. Meat. Yeah, yeah trust don't me. Put me off meat. No, because I went to go eat. I had some meat last night in it. I had some chicken last night from the anniversary thing. But you know how Jamaica sometimes would like chop it up in it. So like when I was looking at it, I was like, oh no, nah, like this is this is mad because I just spent the whole evening like trying to research this. But I ate anyway because I'm greedy and fast. Um, so silly. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> so they took it, they, they did it uh, on days on end and then eventually disposed of the body parts in the, in the garbage. Right. You think this is the worst part? It's not. For me anyway, this is, this is not the worst part. Finally, the most disturbing part for Monet out of all of this fuckery is this. All the body parts are done in it, and now they're just left with her head. So they put her head in the pot and boil it as well. Mm. While they're mixing their head in the pot, they also took the ta- the same utensils, same chopsticks and everything, oh my days. and used it to make their, their, their food with it as well. Pots side by side. One cooking ramen... And one cooking ahead. There are some sick motherfuckers out there. You gotta remember, these people are, are high as fuck on on, on crystal meth though. Yeah, I've heard I that drug makes you do a madness. Okay, but I think I'd be high. I know that there's a limit that if I'm course, boiling ahead, you know, of course, you keep that shit away from of me. Course. Like, I'm not uh, like we can't you know? blame it all on drugs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, We've all been we high can't. in our time on on whatever. I only do weed. I, 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 I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm a child of God, baby. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, but. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I would ever mess with these type of drugs. Yeah. Just for the sheer thought of God, the things that could happen on them. But I'm not gonna blame it on just drugs. People are just fucked as well. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I, sure they went high every single second of the day while they're in that apartment for a whole month. I always, you know, what I always think I always think that substances kind of enhance your behavior. Mm. You know, you've always had it in you, mm. and especially if you're telling me that his line of work was, you know, being a part a of an, an Asian mafia, then you know. He always had it in him. I'm pretty sure that like, he saw a lot of grotesque uh, yeah, things. Of course. He might have been the person that sat there and said, you know what, let's do this because he's seen it before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. You don't know what you've seen in this type exactly. of you know, mafia gangs. And the tribe exactly. is no joke if you know about them. Yeah. Um, it's brazy. Very. Carry on, my darling. So, think of, of, the, of the stove now. You've got the food, you've got the head. The ramen noodles and the head. Apparently it was noodles, but I, I, I don't know for sure. But apparently... Get Let's flash out, back now again to May 99 where Arfong is in the police station. She tells this police this story mm. and obviously she gets to this part and they're like, I bet like, there's no way we can't like listen to even what this girl's trying to say. So they go to the apartment and investigate what she's saying in it. Because right. like, no, nah, why would she come and say this? Like she's obviously distraught trying to confess about this particular thing. They go to the apartment and they find... Organs in the in the refrigerator, and an oversized Hello Kitty mermaid doll. Okay. Inside the doll, I need those some fucked up shit. Was her skull and one tooth. Oh my days! Them bitches took her poor head, boiled it, and when they were done with it, stuffed it into the Hello Kitty mermaid doll, which is why it was known as the Hello Kitty Murders. So can I say something? Mm. So when you boil body parts, what, it just turns to mush? Like... I don't... I don't. It's just cooks like meat, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, like, ham. That's how I'm thinking of it. Just literally flesh. 
That's how I'm okay. I'm going. I'm I've heard that the human flesh does taste like pork. Pork. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard that. that. I've heard that. Oh my days! Some sick motherfuckers. Well, yeah. There's a le- there's um there's accounts that apparently they they you know ate you know parts, but we don't know that for sure. So okay. I'm not gonna go down that route of cannibalism. But yeah, yeah. Possibilities, possibilities. So. Mm mm mm. Let's get to the sentences. I mean, no offense, but if you're using like you know the 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 utensils to cook your ramen, like you're kind of using a head for seasoning, like you're using that oh, for God, you Jesus. know. So <laughs> oh, you no. might have been in a cannibal like ballpark, like that might that might I have mean, been your it, bag. It, it you likely know? happened. The things that they were doing, I wouldn't be shocked of, of anything else. That yeah, was you know? yeah, like absolutely. Um, I'm I'm not shocked. Oh dear God! Sorry, sentences, babe. No, of course. So, um, so in December two thousand, after a six-week trial, uh, the court decided that there was so much damage done to uh, Fan Manny's body, mm-hmm. it was likely that she died of her injuries rather than meth. But the three uh, older perpetrators weren't proven to have caused uh, death by intent. Uh, so instead, uh, <laughs> they were found guilty of uh, manslaughter and unlawful imprisonment and uh, received life in prison without parole for 20 years. That was in 2000. So they would have only probably got parole maybe or been eligible for parole last year. I checked reports. Um, there's no, I, I haven't seen anything saying that any of them have been out yet. Right. Um, because from what I could tell, the judge and the jury said that they've never seen anything like it in Hong Kong in their lives. It was right. such a high profile case. It was, wasn't only a high profile case in, in Hong Kong, but it was an international it was case. Yeah. Because yeah, I've, I've heard about it, but I, I kind of stopped. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of like, this is, this is yeah. odd for me. It's you a know? lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah. So the, the older three, um, Chan Man Lok, um, Liang Xin Cho, and Liang Wai Lon remain mm-hmm. in prison to this day. Okay. Um, Ah Fong received immunity for her story and um, anonymity. Uh, she's changed her name, and I mean, I guess she lives among us. Um, <laughs> do you know what it is regarding her sentence? She was fourteen years old, and I'm not condoning what she did because what she did was foul. Mm-hmm. And I've always learned that. You learn a child learns right from wrong from the age of ten upwards. Mm. The child knows right from wrong, you know. Um, but had she not have got, come forward and said, "Yo, like this is what's really happening," they would have gone about their business, Dead you ass. know. And her family would have mourned. You know, her son, you know, would have been like, you know, where's my mom? She had exactly. a husband. Yeah, the husband know? is what I was gonna say actually. Yeah, like you said about how do you forget as a as a family member. He said he was happy with the sentences, but how can he ever forget? How can you? Like, his whole how life is ruined. You? You've got a child that, you know, when every time you look at your child, you think of the horrific things that happened to yeah. their mother. It's, just, right, yeah. it's ridiculous. Mm, mm, uh, mm. Ridiculous isn't even the word. Um, but, so yeah, Afong, you know, she she was was free. She never got, uh, she never had to serve time for her uh, for her involvement. I mean, she was a kid. Um, grooming and everything comes into question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she 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 changed her name, and actually, Afong wasn't actually her name. She was just known as that um, in court, and I believe it was because it means girlfriend. But I might have read that wrong. Okay. But just as like literally, just as a term to refer to, her because at the end of the day, she was a minor. So they they have to keep it anal so anyways. It, yeah. Yeah. So they did. So yeah, and then she changed her real name, and she she lives among us, and 
hopefully is living a normal life if she if she can do i don't think you know what shout out to her for coming forward and whatnot because otherwise it wouldn't have been like brought to light but she shouldn't live a normal life yeah. I don't think she should live a normal life, you know? I think it's hard. Because, I mean, even with Girl, in your case, a month what about later, you went to the police station. A month you know what, later. actually, also, the only reason why she went to the police station is because she really thought she was... And the thing is, they also questioned, was she still on drugs? Because she right. really did think that she was being haunted by her. And, would, and had she not, would she have survived? So, I wish she had survived. Would she have told the truth? Um, and so, to add uh, to the paranormal part, mm. for years after... The residents in that apartment block reported to hear unnerving sounds and and uh, see unexplainable uh, ghostly flames, which eventually led to everyone moving out of the building. Everyone in that apartment block moved out of the building. So can I say that, you know, when a lot of these people like commit their murders, I think mm. the best thing to do after that happens is, take unfortunately, you're going to have to demolish that yeah, place. Yeah, take the whole thing down, you know, man. they did the same thing with Fred and Rose West, mm. you know, where they were living. They had to get rid of it. And now it's just a, like a walk, like where people me, just I wouldn't even walk, walk through. I Neither would even... I. It'd take me to the longest path Bro. <laughs> to get to the other side. But I'm like, walking walk through that, you know? But, um... That's, that's, the, that's the best thing that you can honestly do. You know, yeah. let that person's soul rest in peace. That's Can you imagine? That's where someone died and it's not a hospital. Yeah. It's not on the road. Like, it is... That is somewhere where someone was tortured mm-hmm. and they died, you know? And if, that's the, if it was the case that it was haunted, why the fuck were you surprised? A woman had gone through absolute torture and hell there. That's She's another restless. thing. That's another thing that I want to ask. Like, so when all of this was happening... No one heard. Like, like no well, one you decided, don't know. you I know? Mean, look how we can kind of hear music in what other, you know, next door or maybe across there. Yeah. If people want to, if you want to conceal something you're doing, you could turn it right up. I mean, people know that you're a rich dude. It's a five-bedroom yeah. apartment. It's a, it's quite a sizable apartment. It's five beds. Some houses are only five beds. But what you need to see is, is that when someone is, is being tortured, mm. that's probably an unearthly, like, like cry yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's unsettling yeah you know like it's different if two people are arguing if you oh my god it's some fucking neighbors from hell like they need to get the fuck up out of it mm-hmm. but it's completely different when you can literally hear someone like literally this the screams are piercing yeah you know like i wouldn't recommend everyone to be a karen but in a situation like that you need to be, nah, bro, you know? I'll be on the phone like that I'd, I'd, I'd just be do you know what yeah i'll just be flood- do you know what i mean i'd be flooded by like, like nah, so much on? guilt because you know the police are coming and they're locking off like the flats and stuff like that and you know now it's gonna be public knowledge that someone died the floor above you or next door to you like you know as soon as i hear that i am out dug right move zoopla all you man let's go let's yeah. get it cracking i cannot yeah. stay in there yeah but um yeah by the time um they actually did demo- demolish it in 2012 mm. the building was literally like virtually empty uh and yeah that's the case of the hello kitty murders well done my darling Thank um you. that was a really good case um very you sad up on it. it was very god rest her soul um just really saddening just how evil people can be and it just goes back to our argument about you know are people born evil or you know i think these lot definitely were yeah because no, that goes you know. that goes no, but that goes against the argument i had at the beginning well, but then we well that is it's not you're not born that way and i i guess in this case it is it's not the case because i mean triad members like you said what mm. have they seen what what do they think is the norm mm-hmm. i mean in any mafia you know there's t- torture goes on 
um, you know, with snitches or anybody that they they deem as the enemy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, who who knows? So I think sorry, yeah, not nature. That was for me, probably probably nurture. That from the lives that they were living, yeah, they probably thought that was okay. Coupled with drugs, and um, God, all sorts. Yeah, all of them are fucked, and hope they. Oh, you know, burning hell, man. But um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, you know, when I was younger, I always used to say to people, you know, everyone's got a conscience. You know, mm. everyone knows and blah blah. Not everyone, and, girl. Some people have a conscience and they just don't give a fuck. That's true you as know? well. Let's, yeah, it's true. They don't care. Like you can look them dead straight in the eyes, and you're like, look, you are hurting me. Like, I am in pain. And like, well, oh, shit. ain't got shit to do with me. Yeah, you know? there is some fucks people out there which is oh, like yeah. you gotta look over your shoulder make sure that you're cool on road because you never know who's behind you or in front of you they say we walk past killers all the time yeah, you probably sit next to them you've probably had like you know yeah but um watch your back guys just be good peoples you know what i mean <laughs> just be good peoples and you know what if you're listening like and you're in london you already know that we're we're all a very paranoid people mm. so after reading these you stories or listening to them be can. even more paranoid you know and sometimes that doesn't even help because people you know if some fucked up people want to do what they want to do mm. they will do but um i mean yeah 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 that's true let's try and let's try and uh try and mitigate that as much as possible and stay safe out here people everybody just stay safe do you know what I mean? Even if an old lady asks you to, you know, help her with the bags, you got to tell her no. You know, Damn, I, I listen. Cindy, that's cold. I listen to True Crime MC, and I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, it's been a pleasure, man. It has. But to end this, um, we would like to tell you guys that if you would like to be a guest on our show, if you've got a story to tell, um, yeah. have you been defrauded before? Has someone fucked you over? Um, do you kind of know like a story that about something that happened in your area? As long as it doesn't incriminate yourself, yeah, don't please. Yourself, people. Exactly, please don't incriminate yourself. I, I, I don't, don't want to go to jail. Up in their pastor, please, please. Exactly, it's enough. So <laughs> if you are a set up chick, you are not invited. Yeah, but... stay at home, yeah. <laughs> please. I don't be a no mix up. But if you do want to be involved, um, feel free to send us a message on our Instagram, which is at True Crime MC. Mm-hmm. No underscores, no dashes, and uh, let us know. Give us a brief rundown of what you want to speak about and we will have you on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.